0: Today is Tuesday, June 28th, 2022. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Another big 6-3 Supreme Court decision yesterday. This time, it's being hailed as a big win for religious liberty. As the court rules in favor of Coach Joe Kennedy, others don't quite see it the same way. We'll have that top story and more on today's Quick Start podcast, where we bring you the news of the day from a Christian perspective and Joining me as always, Trey Gons-Phillips, Billy Hallowell from CBN's faithwire.com. Happy Tuesday, guys. What's up? Just living the dream as usual. Yes, sir. <laughs> living the dream. What do we got coming up on the pod today, guys?
1: So I'm going to be talking about companies that are stepping into the abortion issue in an interesting way uh, in the wake of, obviously, the Supreme Court's row ruling. Yeah.
2: And we've got a Christian
1: Baker who
2: was not going to reopen her shop after she was fined 120. 100, I'm sorry, $135,000 for not making a cake. She's had a change of heart. We'll talk about her story today.
0: Ah, that's interesting. A good update there. Looking forward to that. Also, on the main thing today, we are going to have Billy's conversation with Jeff Kinley on The Great Reset and how current events and prophecy, how they're all tying together. So looking forward to that conversation today as well. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast before we get going on our first thing today. Make sure you do that if you haven't already. We'd love to have you with us. Uh, each and every day as we go through the news of the cray, as we like to call it, from a Christian <laughs> perspective. And take the Quick Start Challenge. We always say it's science that we get you through the week faster than uh, than anybody else can. So why not give it a shot? Give it two weeks. Quick Start Challenge. All right, the first thing today, guys, the Supreme Court ruled 6-3 on Monday morning in favor of Washington State high school football coach Joe Kennedy, who was fired from his job for silently praying on the field after games. And this is from the SCOTUS blog. They wrote SCOTUS sides with a high school football coach in a First Amendment case about prayer at the 50-yard line. It was 6-3 ruling. And they said the public school district violated the coach's free speech and free exercise rights when it barred him from praying on the field after games. So Kennedy, he'd been battling the Bremerton school district since way back in 2015. And the district claimed that his actions violated the Establishment Clause, which is a phrase that I hear so many times from your friends, Billy, at the Freedom From Religion Foundation, (laughs) our friendly atheist friends over there, who are always crying about that Establishment Clause. Um, Always a joy. Always always a joy. joy. They always do it. But anyway, that was the case. Uh, But the high court ruled that the Bremerton School District violated Coach Kennedy's First Amendment Right, And uh, Coach Joe Kennedy stopped by CBN's Faith Nation last night and spoke with John Jessup and gave his reaction to this monumental victory.
2: Absolutely. It was a big shock at the beginning. Um, you know, you, were you're trying to process what does this all mean? And as my attorneys were explaining to me that you did absolutely nothing wrong and that we were right and that, you know, the First Amendment is live and well. So, I did my part and thank God that I had all the support and everybody around me that uh,
0: got me through this. You can check out the rest of that interview over on the CBN News YouTube channel. He really followed everything that you would expect him to follow. The school asked him to do it a certain way and he he obeyed that. And uh, really, he wasn't like the big argument is he was coercing people and he was getting them to come in and and be part of this and kind of forcing this religion on him. And it was really, it was silent. Nobody even knew what he was doing for months. So um, pretty remarkable stuff there. But again, this is another big ruling that has gone the conservative way here. And it's it's just adding fuel to the Roe fire that started last week. And so a lot of big decisions from the courts as Christians. Obviously, we can be happy that the Constitution appears to be holding the line here on big issues for Christians like religious liberty, freedom of speech, and of course the life issue. So the Kennedy ruling, just the latest in that.
2: Yeah, you know, I think um, it's interesting to look at this because as you were saying, you've got a guy who followed the rules, who did what he was told to do. There were some things he was not doing right and he corrected them. Um, and so when you have a situation where, and I guess let me just back up here, if students are able All of these teenagers, we're trusting them to have condoms, to do all these other things in schools, right? We're giving them information that is far too advanced for them, and that's all okay. But a guy prays in the 50-yard line, and suddenly it's criminal.
0: Yeah, that's a good point because everything seems to be allowable from Gay Pride Month, where everything imaginable, gender ideology and all of that, is being just jammed down students' throats. And you're really peer pressured into going along with it or or else. You know, you're you're a bigot, you're you're a hate monger, you're some kind of religious zealot if you don't go along with it. We see that time and time again. And that's behavior is okay, but then when a Christian wants to exercise their right to pray on the 50-yard line or pray while at school and then the students that wanted to participate in it were just asking, "Hey, can I do this?" Sure. I mean, you're allowed to have free speech in this country that's what the constitution protects and that's what the supreme court upheld
1: the thing is is if you have free speech that just protects the kind of speech that you like, then you don't have free speech. Right. (laughs) You know, I think that that's the point. And also, I know I've I've said this several times, but it just this whole case is a reminder to me. The reaction to this case is a reminder to me that we as a society have no understanding of what tolerance is anymore. Mm. We've eroded the word so much. Uh, that tolerance is just now acceptance and if you don't fully accept something that's within the mainstream of what secular society likes uh, then you need to be ostracized right. which is what they tried to do to this coach and thankfully uh, the supreme court made the right decision and ultimately i think this is also a reminder that uh elections have consequences mm-hmm. and um this is this is a good week i i would guess for the people who voted for trump because a lot of them who voted for trump voted for him for this stuff this is why he ended up winning in in large measure
0: yeah i mean you would you would not be surprised if you see the trump dancing meme get shared a few extra times this (laughs) week with all that winning going on but it is true i mean he he got these justices in and look at the results Uh, But we'll keep an eye on that over on cbnnews.com and faithwire.com. And another thing we're keeping an eye on are these companies, now that have announced that they are paying for abortion travel for employees after mm-hmm. the Roe ruling here from the Supreme Court. So Trey, what is the latest with that?
1: Yeah, so like you said, Dan, American companies are moving swiftly uh, in their reactions to the Supreme Court's ruling on Roe, uh, many of them pledging to foot the bill for employees who will need now to travel to get abortions. So the states with so-called trigger laws, which are laws that you know significantly restrict, if not completely uh, outlaw uh, abortion uh, once this Roe ruling uh, went into effect, which is Friday. uh, Those states are Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, tennessee texas utah and wyoming uh, there are obviously other states too that have bans at varying numbers of weeks uh, banning from you know from from six weeks all the way up to uh, 15 weeks into pregnancy so as a result several left-leaning corporations are now planning to compensate uh, their employees who are in states where it will be tough if not impossible uh, to get abortions uh, so some of those companies are apple amazon and this is kind of a long list it just Bear with me. Uh, Yelp, Levi's, Lyft, Reddit, Meta, Microsoft, Dick's Sporting Goods, Xbox, DoorDash, Mastercard, City, PayPal, Airbnb, Patagonia, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, Zillow, Bumble, and Match. Uh, then there are also entertainment companies, uh, and entertainment companies have had an interesting role in all this stuff because, um, you know, obviously we've talked about Disney a whole lot when it comes to the LGBT stuff, uh, so it's not really uh, uncommon for entertainment companies to weigh in uh, on this political stuff, and they seem more open to to be doing it. Uh, so it's not surprising that there are a lot of uh, entertainment brands also pledging to pay for abortion travel. Uh, Those companies include Disney, Netflix, Comcast, Warner Brothers Discovery, Sony, and Paramount, uh, and there are likely to be other corporations to follow in the days to come. Uh, one uh, thing interesting to note, though, is that there are a handful of companies that have, so far at least, uh, stayed pretty quiet about this. Coca-Cola hasn't said anything, uh, neither has Pepsi, General Motors, or Walmart. Uh, that's not to say that they won't take a stand on this and offer to to pay for travel for abortions, but they haven't yet, and in a, in our day and age when everybody seems to be Succumbing to peer pressure or corporate pressure constantly uh, to be silent for 24 hours seems like um, a, a big deal. So, but an interesting counterpoint that's gotten some attention, and Dan, you actually referenced this earlier today, is what if a woman wants to keep her baby? Are there going to be corporations that compensate them for extended yeah. maternity leave or extra pay for uh, baby supplies that they need uh, as maybe a single mother uh, or maybe from a household that's financially struggling? Uh, so you know, this could be seen as discriminatory or at the, the very best favoring, giving favorable treatment uh, to uh, employees whose political perspectives you agree with and align with.
0: Yeah, that is a very interesting angle that's coming up because we'll see if someone challenges it because if you're a pregnant woman and you're sitting there and, and you're planning on keeping your baby and you're seeing someone get a bunch of benefits for wanting to not keep their baby, you think, well, wait a minute, what's the deal here? So we'll see. I don't know what the legal you know precedent for that would be is. And I know that um, some of the reporters in CBN are looking into these angles and more as we continue to cover Roe. So. Uh, we'll definitely keep you posted on that because that's that is an interesting development to look look into there if, from my mind. Um, but it is it's really just disturbing, you know, from the Christian perspective, thinking about companies thinking that this is an act of virtue that somehow paying and assisting. It's it's just honestly it's showing how far the culture has fallen that a company can think that it's mm-hmm. safe for them or virtue signaling or virtue us for them. To help someone get an abortion, regardless of even where you stand on it, it's at the very least a controversial issue. And you'd think you you wouldn't want anything to do with that if you were a company with multiple people, but man, it just shows you how far the culture has fallen.
2: Right. Like, are you paying for adoptions? Are you paying for right. all these other yeah. things? Right. Like what we're talking about here. I think you know, there's there's a lot to un to unpack there. It's really telling to me that that's the thing they're immediately doing right like yeah. oh this is part of your benefits package you get an abortion vacation right <laughs> like i mean it's it's actually very sad but we'll have to we'll have to see where that goes and look you, you know who knows what the blowback will be on some of those companies some some staff may not be too favorable uh, of that either so it'll be yeah. interesting to see and by the mm-hmm. way it's like one other element i mean It seems like almost a violation of privacy to have to go to your, oh, you know, dear employer, I'm going to have an abortion when you pay for it, right? I mean, that there's a whole other weird angle there of having to admit that, right? And then then there's
0: no shame anymore. I mean, you're even considering this. It's, again, the old thing was safe, legal, rare. You don't want to have to do this. It's a terrible thing. And now you're... To the point in society and culture to where you can feel comfortable going to your employer and saying, hey, I got to go get an abortion. Like 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 you're going out to get a Whataburger or something like that. You know, like it's just another thing you're doing. I'm going to I have to go out of state to get these groceries or something like I'm going to get an abortion. That's yeah, that's that's a sign of the times for sure.
1: Well, I think the the adoption thing is a really interesting is an interesting one because right now if somebody wants to adopt from overseas, for example, if they want to adopt a a Chinese baby overseas, uh, they have to save up their vacation days, right? And then take uh, that vacation time uh, to go to the orphanage, whatever, you know, however the situation unfolds. Uh, Shouldn't there maybe you know, maybe there should be companies that say uh, that's a separate kind of time that you can have uh, that we're going to pay you. This is your adoption trip. Uh, You know, we're giving, The left the abortion trip which all of it's you know that's wrong and we we're making light of it but uh, you know we've talked about the issues with it but i'm just saying if you're going to do it do it both ways then okay you get an adoption trip and that's you're you're fully paid and compensated and it doesn't detract from your vacation days
0: and adoptions are way more expensive i mean it's it's crazy when you go through the process of how expensive adoption is especially foreign adoptions. just all the things you have to go through with that but um, but we'll we'll keep an eye on that story as 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 uh, we have been on so many of these rose stories here in the last uh, couple days. So uh, we'll keep you up to date on that. Another update we want to give you. This is a good one here on a Christian baker who had lost their company over these LGBT protests for taking a stand on Christian marriage and not caving and celebrating. Um, uh, in a marriage that's that's not falling into God's category gay marriages. So uh, you've got an update on this one, Billy.
2: Yeah, this is Aaron and Melissa Klein. They're the bakers at the center of a case that has gone on since 2013. So this is not Man. a new case, but I mean, it's crazy, right? Almost 10 years this case has been going on. It's still in the courts. It's still being fought. In fact, this may be a case that we see at the Supreme Court. They're about to ask the Supreme Court this summer if they will take it up, apparently. Um, so, they were fined $135,000. They lived out in Oregon. As you were saying, Dan, they declined to make a cake in 2013 for a same-sex couple, and that couple went and complained. And long story short, the government in Oregon, the Oregon Bureau of Labor and Industries, they ended up slapping them with this hundred. dollars fine. Um, And it went viral because obviously that's a ton of money for one cake refusal, right? So even if you were on the side of let's find them, That seems pretty egregious. And so, you know, a lot of things happen in the case. But one of the big things for Melissa Klein, who is who is the baker who makes these cakes, you know, she saw making the cakes as sort of her canvas. She said, this is art and it's my canvas. And I love, you know, being there to help others and to sort of connect with the community. Uh, But she lost her bakery in the midst of, of this case, and they were not able to stay open. They closed up shop and she said, I'm never going to open another bakery again. Flash forward nine years and God has has been sort of softening and changing her heart she is fundraising right now for fifty thousand dollars to actually um you know buy this space so that they can open a bakery in Montana where they now live they have since moved to Montana as this case uh, continues on and they continue to fight for their rights and people have been stepping up to the plate to help them to help fundraise so that they can do this and she's like look I just want to create a place where I can show God's goodness to everyone who comes in and she told us we actually sat down and and, and talked with her uh, that she's hoping that her new bakery will be a place where friends and family can come enjoy breakfast or lunch, have coffee and, and just have a sweet treat. and again where everyone can feel welcome and greeted with a joyful smile. So yeah, that's that's really the story. They're hoping to do this. So they're hoping to open this up and they've asked the community to come in and really support them and help them do this and like I said we're seeing people respond to that. I they think they've raised well over $20,000 uh, toward that's
0: that great. goal. That's great and I I think as Christians we need to be praying for this couple and others who are in similar situations because it's a big risk because essentially it only takes one complaint for these things to go to court and then all that madness to happen again. And you know, and we've seen this time and time again, that these activists will purposely go out of their way to show up at places like this that they know are run by Christians, particularly this one with a history. and. Then they'll they'll pose the question to them again, like knowing what their answer is going to be. We saw the same thing with Memories Pizza. They they went out of their way to try to they, to, to try to catch them in this to, to get denied something. And so we need to be praying for them because this is a big step for them. You know, I, as I think you mentioned, Billy, she, she you know didn't want to have to do this again. You know, she was just thinking, you know what, that was just a horrible time that I had to go through and I don't want to risk it all again. But now here they are feeling like they're following God's will in that. And so we should just be praying for them. And then if you want to help, then, you know, check out our article over on uh, faithwire.com and CBN and, and you can get the link to do so there.
1: You know, I think their story is a good, it's like a, a, a practical, demonstrative reminder uh, of God's Word that says that, you know, His hit one, that His Word doesn't return void. That's uh, a, a passage that I reference a lot, that if we trust in Him and we pursue Him, uh, then that will return to us. Uh, but also, uh, that God takes things that the world means for evil, and He uses them for His good, or for our good, and for His glory. Uh, you know, to think that, that God has, over time, softened their hearts so that they, they don't give into cynicism and anger and frustration, but... They they're using the opportunities they have now, albeit ones that are very different from the, what they imagined their life would look like uh, and still using it uh, to to plant seeds and to be fruitful and uh, to do the right thing. So good for them. And like you said, Dan, we certainly need to be praying for them. And if you're at a position where you want to or are able to financially support them, you can do that too.
0: Yeah, indeed. And that leads us up to our main thing today. And it's Billy's conversation with author Jeff Kinley. And he's talking about the Great Reset, which is a term you may have heard, all about that and how current events and prophecy all tie together. Great discussion, and you can hear that now.
2: Culture's in crisis, love is waxing cold, and many are wondering about the intersections between current events and biblical prophecy. End Times author Jeff Kinley tackles these very topics in his book, Global Reset do current events point to the Antichrist in his worldwide empire? We invited Ken Leon to discuss the Great Reset, how COVID plays into it all, and what many believe the Bible tells us about what's to come. Here's what he had to say.
3: Now what we've got going on is this call for a great reset. But essentially what that means, it it comes out of a man by the name of Klaus Schwab, who is the founder and president of the World Economic Forum. He founded this uh, organization in 1971, and every year since then, they've been meeting in Davos, Switzerland, with all the global elites flying in from all over the world discussing how can they change the world fundamentally. And he's come up with this idea called the Great Reset. And of course, people have computers know that sometimes you have to reset your computer or reset your phone to kind of reboot it again so it can work properly. Well, they believe that the world is not working properly. It's not equitable. It's not honoring the planet. Uh, It's it's, uh, consuming too much energy and too many uh, natural resources. So what they want to do is they want to reset the whole planet and basically replace uh, capitalism with socialism, uh, replace nationalism with a one world government. And uh, they want to essentially make all people, in their words, equal uh, before under one government. And of course, we know that that's, not really possible because there's not the Prince of Peace who's controlling all this. But that's the idea. They want to reset the world. They want to take it away from uh, basically what it's been for for centuries and remake it in their own image.
2: Yeah, you know, and it's and it's interesting looking at all of this in light of COVID. Right? COVID was something that you know really sparked a lot of conversation. Well, how does the world respond to this? What do we do next time there's a pandemic? What? So talk about that a little bit. Just yeah. how COVID maybe and the reaction to it sort of plays into some of the the theories and ideas here.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, COVID really was the catalyst in this whole thing. In fact, right on the heels Of the COVID pandemic, uh, Klaus Schwab, this president of the World Economic Forum, came out and said that this this pandemic represents the very crisis needed in order to seize control of all the world's governments, for all of them to come together into one entity. Uh, Tony Blair, uh, Gordon Brown, the former uh, Secretary General of the uh, United Nations, they all came out and said, What we need now is a one world governance. And that's a key word here that you'll need to remember it's the word governance because that means that there's a small group of people that essentially are telling the rest of the world what to do. So what COVID did was it gave them the opportunity because it created this massive worldwide crisis and they all seized upon the crisis uh, in different varying ways. And one of the things that we saw, Billy, was the just the, the rapidity, the, how quickly this whole thing spread. Uh, with uh, just the technology that is existence today and how it went to every government. Everybody got on board for the first time, really, in in decades, perhaps in in history. The entire planet was talking about one thing from every nation to every neighborhood. We were all on the same page. And that is exactly the kind of crisis and chaos that they're looking for in order to uh, to bring in this one world government.
2: Well, and so it's interesting because you have sort of the, the human attempts, right, to fix the world. And they may be completely disconnected from an awareness of any sort of theology, right, or ideology right. on the other side. You have this stuff happening. We have no idea. Is this definitively part of that? Is it not? But what we can say is that it's paving the way toward what appears to be something that scripture tells us will happen. Can you talk a little bit, and I know this is a big, we've talked a lot about this, you and I, it's a big topic, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to the Antichrist and the one world government, talk a little bit about what we see in scripture and what you believe the Bible is telling us will happen.
3: Yeah, scripture gives us a pretty clear indication about what we're going to see in the very last days of human history, but you have to rewind all the way back to where it all began. There's a spiritual element behind All that's in formation right now, and it really begins in heaven, Billy, with uh, Satan's rebellion against God. And we read about that in Isaiah chapter 14, where he he wanted to ascend to the throne of God. He wanted to be like the Most High. When God cast him down to earth, the Bible says that the kingdoms of this world became the kingdoms of Satan. In fact, we see Satan trying to bring all the nations together in Genesis 11 uh, under Nimrod to try to build this Tower of Babel, uh, and God scattered them. He says, no, I I don't want all the nations to come together like this, Uh, when Satan offered Jesus all the kingdoms of the world in Matthew 4 and Luke 4. It's interesting that Christ did not, uh, he he didn't deny that. He didn't deny that Satan had the opportunity or the authority to do that. In fact, Satan even said to Jesus, these are my kingdoms to be able to give to you. Well, the Bible calls Satan the God of this world, the prince of the power of the air. He's called, Jesus called him the ruler of this world. So Satan has control of these kingdoms of the world right now. And one day the Bible says he's going to offer them uh, to one man, and this one man, unlike Jesus, is going to accept that offer. So Scripture says there's going to be a essentially a ten-nation confederation that's going to represent the nations of the world in the end times. It's going to be ruled over by one single man uh, called the Antichrist, and that essentially will control everything that goes on in the world, uh, everything socially, uh, economically, religiously, morally, and eventually he's going to require them to worship him which is Satan's ancient ambition anyways, to be worshiped. So he's going to receive that worship through Antichrist. So what we see right now is simply the infrastructure of that one world government. There calls for that. And it's interesting, as you said, you know, these are not pastors who are saying these things are going to happen. These are people that are in the secular world, even pagans themselves, these global elites saying, we want this to happen now. And so they're actively pushing for it. And uh, they have they have representatives in most every government, on the planet, our own president, uh, Joe Biden, ran on a World Economic Forum's uh, a motto called Build Back Better, uh, the idea that we tear it down and we build it back better. So it's all coming together nationally, internationally uh, to bring about the Great Reset.
2: You can find out more of Kinley's perspective on current events in eschatology by getting the book Global Reset. Do current events point to the Antichrist and his worldwide empire?
0: All right, Billy, thank you for that great interview there with Jeff Kinley. Fantastic stuff. And that leaves us, guys, with time for our one last thing today. And a CNN anchor is calling it quits but for good reason.
2: Yeah, this is Christy Paul. She is the anchor of New Day Weekend. She is departing CNN um, to head back to Ohio and to be with her family. Uh, just a really, really cool story. She said she can't be the mother and the wife that she wants to be or the daughter that she wants to be with the current schedule she has. And so she's putting her family first, and she got emotional while she talked about mm-hmm. it um, heading back to Ohio. And by the way, she's a Christian, so she's got a really interesting you know, sort of fake yeah. story and worldview too.
0: Yeah, she has been on the 700s club in the past talking about her story and i look i think that's a anytime somebody makes a decision that is counter-cultural like we just saw the nfl player retire at 26 years old to go into ministry anytime we see somebody make a decision that kind of mirrors uh, you know god's values and 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 not like because because i'm sure whatever her contract was she's been there for a while you know host on the air i'm sure it's a big contract that's a lot of money you're giving up and most people would say why would you do that so it's a great opportunity to open the door to conversation to faith and other ways to point towards god
1: you know i think it's absolutely important that we live that we live counterculturally right yeah. that we don't look like culture uh, that we pursue things like you said that are of god and that we move constantly in a direction that god is leading us even if it looks weird to other people. And hopefully it does open doors. You know, I think that's a great takeaway is that hopefully it'll uh, create opportunity for conversation where p- she can point people to Christ.
0: Yeah, I think it's always been true, Trey, that we shouldn't live like culture. But I think now even more so, <laughs> especially yeah. during June with right. some of the things I'm seeing on social media, you definitely don't want to be living like culture. I think I could say that with a uh, certitude, as the youth like to say. But that is all the time we have for today. You've made it through your Tuesday. Congratulations. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Quick Start Podcast if you haven't already. We'd love to have you with us. Go through that news of the cray every every day, Monday through Friday, uh, together. Why Why go through it alone? There's a lot of crazy stuff going on there. Let's uh, Let's do it together. Strength in numbers. So, as always, Lord willing, and that creek don't rise. We will be back here tomorrow with more news from a Christian perspective. God bless. We'll see you then.